0: You're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads agency. Today's topic is talking about top of funnel terms. A lot of the time, we're like, we need to focus on cold traffic in terms of Google because we need to split out brand. We don't want to bid on brand because the campaigns are focusing on brand and they don't convert as well for cold terms. So the, the conversation becomes how do we? convert on cold terms and how do we stay on well not stay on those cold terms how do we keep new customers on those cold terms and do we want to keep new customers on those cold terms and if we have returned customers on those cold terms why do we have them and is it a good thing does that make sense probably so just interfere whenever you feel necessary go ahead karima we move forward can you differentiate cold terms and warm terms could you elaborate that let's talk about Mostly because I have a skin color client, so we're going to go, and that's the example I'm going to use on a supplement client. Those are the examples I'm going to use. So let's talk about skincare. The cold term would be purely like vitamin C serum because there's no brand. It's just purely a serum, right? Or retinol serum, all that random stuff that people search for on the best face wash, something like that, right? Those are cold terms that I'm talking about. And now the question becomes when we're talking about cold terms, and I need whoever's going to post this to blur everything. This the cold campaign where we've removed brand completely. And it's the same setup I always preach, but I'll get rid of brand and let it run and leave it alone. Now I'll emphasize this and start with saying that I launched this campaign on, when was it? July 18th. And I've made no changes to these campaigns. If you look at the changes, it's just like the build out of the campaign essentially. July 14th, 18th was when it launched. Those are the changes here. And then 19th is the only change I made. And the change I made was not even that, hold on. There was a budget change that I made. That was realistically the only change I made. 18th was launched, 19th, and the budget increase was on the 31st. Does it, because the client wanted to scale, right? Other than that, this campaign hasn't been touched. And as you can all see, conversions are on the rise. Good things to see, right? No thing I haven't touched this campaign It's just running. And we always run these campaigns on low TROAS goals here. For this client, we've just set it to 50% as our target. And the reason we do that is so there's enough space for Google to learn and not restrict itself. If it gets too high, if we set our TROAS too high, it restricts itself, we end up with a finite audience and the campaign eventually starts to die. In a situation like with the low TROAS, you might have a one bad week, two bad weeks, but it'll recover and you'll end up just getting way more conversions. Trust the process, guys. Just go for it. Anyways, what we're talking about is cold terms. Now, when we talk about people searching for products and brand terms, what's the one of the biggest assumptions you can make about a brand term? One is that people already know of the brand because of the vast amount of marketing done on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, right? And they're coming back via Google searching for the brand to convert, right? technically those are new customers, but some majority of the time they're not Google effort customers. Like I didn't put in the work for it, I just took credit for it, right? Because it's a branded conversion. Right? But then there's situations like you have where you can just people search for random cold terms and convert for us. That's what we have going on here. So when we look at this makeup brand, that has been running for a month now actually, it's spending $4,000 a day to start. When we look at what converted for us in terms of terminology, best foundation for makeup i don't even know how to pronounce this word clean makeup brands face soil best lipstick vitamin c syrup best foundation skincare benefits like it doesn't get any colder than this in terms of someone that does not know of your brand does everybody agree with that yes no head nods yeah yes probably mm-hmm. you're gonna break your head like that
1: don't head not that
0: hard but yeah so it doesn't get any colder than that so is it a fair assumption to make that almost everyone that's converted here is going to be a new customer that just found our brand clicked our ad and bought from us yes i can see a trend there that it's mostly well it's almost all new customers right yeah but if you look at that all those search terms probably three quarters of those search term has the word best in it Glad that's not the point we're trying to make here yet oh no i was just saying i can see it a... oh yeah transaction keywords but can we assume that let's just say that on a like a perfect world, all these are new customers. Yeah, exactly. If if they didn't know you exist, why would they search for best? They're looking for the best. If they knew of you already, they wouldn't type in best, Mm -hmm. would they? Yeah, so now let's look at some basic Northbeam numbers and all we're gonna really focus on is return, first time and return customers, right? So last 28 days, we're gonna look at here, whenever Northbeam decides to load. Oh, there we go, transaction. Okay, so now let's look at Google ads and whenever it pops up okay what do you see here in terms of transactions i went up for top of the funnel so there's 356 first-time transactions in top of funnel Mm -hmm. and 45 or 42 where did i even get 45 from but 42 return transactions from the top of funnel campaign but we just Mm -hmm. technically agreed that people searching for that product had no idea what our Brand was and they're just converting on these cold terms, right? So what's happening here? Thoughts, theories. Besides Glenn and Colby, you guys aren't allowed to talk because you already know. Don't shake your head at me, Colby. (laughs) No. Maybe they are familiar with the brand already, but they were searching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're spot on, customer. Let's say I, I'm a customer, right? And I buy their vitamin C serum or contour stick and then 30 days later I come and I search for something like uh, vitamin C serum, right? I've already bought from this brand, right? And now Mm. I see an ad that they also carry another product that I want to buy from someone or from somewhere, but I see that they've already bought from this brand. So is there a sense of familiarity here where you're more likely to buy from this brand? Yes. That's what's essentially happening here, right? So someone that Came in through a brand term initially, some form of cold term initially, and came back and then started looking for other products they wanted to buy or needed, right? They searched a cold term again Mm
1: -hmm. and then
0: they bought again. Does everybody follow that? So they basically bought a product that a brand they trusted or have already that they didn't know that brand had. So they bought a product that they didn't know the brand had, but they already have products for this brand. Everybody follow that? Yes so now how does this play into being is this good for us or is this bad for us and it and i'll say that it depends okay actually i'll answer this question in my opinion after so is this good for us or is this bad for us everybody can join in this now Cole bigland this becomes a discussion at this point gave it away he says it depends in what scenario does it depend if i say this is good for us and i'll give you this example of i don't know we're talking skincare let's just continue skincare give Continuous skincare. How is a good person that sense up skincare brands? Maybe on the basis of CAC. CAC is to value. So how much we are spending on those already existing customers, which who don't know about the product, which a brand has, and they got through cold search term. So maybe just because of CAC, we can. You're right, but the word I wouldn't use would be CAC. CAC would just be acquiring a customer. These are already existing customers. The word I would probably use is LTV let's say you bought said product one and this is skincare products people are going to rebuy right and the ltv for my first product is hundred dollars then all of a sudden you find out that there's another product you like using that you also buy which is product two and the ltv for that product is 150 dollars. what did my customer ltv become 250 from 100 to 250 correct it's not a bad thing for them to come in now there's caveats to this as well, where it falls down to how often people return and buy from us, right? For products they didn't know exist. Over here, I think, boss, you did the math and you put in the chat that it was what you said, 10% is the overlap. To 10%, okay. Let's just go with 10%. So right now we're saying out of all our cold transactions, 10% of people, and this is a threshold that it will vary business to people. Business, well, business to people, business to business. 10% of the people that are converting on cold turns did not know that we had another set of products that they want. In my opinion, 10% is a good value in the skincare because usually people have like multiple skincare brands routine and products in their routine. So 10%, in my opinion, is a good number to have where I don't want to say it's a business fail point, but it could become a business fail point when we have a lot of return customers coming in to buy other products from cold traffic because they didn't know of the product. So how does that become a business fail point? Because the business didn't fail to educate their already existing customer base that we have on their products, whether it was through ads, whether it was through email, whatever it was, right? Some mm. promotions or whatever, right? Did they retarget or something like that? Does everybody follow along with that? Yes. Yeah. Cause if that ratio starts getting worse, you know, that your overall marketing <laughs> and sales yep. funnel, there's a kink there because users are not educated and they're continuing to try to repurchase. So I think with e-commerce, people don't feel brand loyalty like they do with the car. Yeah, you buy something you might not even remember buying. Of course, email and everything's important because I'm saying keep an eye on that ratio, because if you don't keep getting new customers, that's when things will start to fizzle out. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions8 at sol 8com dot here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free...